don't worry about making it official. I mean, I think the mistake a lot of people make is they'll approach someone and say, hey, would you disciple me? Or, hey, would you mentor me? Or, hey, I would love to hang out and learn from you. I mean, those things are fine and they work sometimes, but, but I think sometimes it's getting the cart before the horse. Live your faith, build your business, and change your world. This is Live, Build, Change. How the heck are you doing today? This is the Live, Build, Change podcast, and I'm Kerry Green. I'm so thankful that you have taken the time to download, to hit the play button, to engage with me in this conversation. And no, it's not really a conversation. It's pretty one-sided, but I'm hopeful that God uses what I share here on the podcast to help you out in living your faith, potentially building a business, whether that's side income or part-time business or full-time and changing your world, which can happen. It can happen. It's all a matter of you acting on the faith in Christ that you have. You know, recently my in-laws who live with us in the same house have been engaged with a young man who has been in their life for many years. The the family are people that they, my in-laws, have actually led to Christ back in the past. And this young man has had a very hard life. He has made poor decisions. He has wound up in prison. He's been addicted to drugs and alcohol, domestic abuse, all kinds of things that have come out of the life that he's lived that have put him in a place where now he's just gotten out of jail. He's really motivated to make a difference in his life. But the place where he lives, because he doesn't have a job, because he doesn't have any other resources at this moment, is a place that is just a very bad environment for him. The man who owns the house where he's living is a raging alcoholic, which doesn't help this young man's tendencies to overcome his own alcoholism and his own uh, addictions. Uh, it, it is also a place of lots of anger and violence, which again, reinforces the anger issues that he deals with that have been manifested in his domestic abuse issues in the past. And one of the things this young man said to my in-laws that has just rung in my ears for the past week is I have got to get out of this place. (laughs) Have you ever felt that way? That the circumstances you're in are just dragging you down. The people you are around are just pulling at you in a negative direction. And it's, it's like quicksand. It's just sucking you under. In this episode, I wanted to talk about this issue of the people who are around you and the circumstances that you are in and how it relates to the issue of having a faith-based, faith-fueled mindset. Now, in the last episode, episode 28 of Live, Build, Change, which you can find at livebuildchange.com slash 28, or if you're listening in a podcast player and have subscribed to the Live, Build, Change podcast, which I would recommend everyone do, you probably have it right there in your app already. You just have to download it and hit the play button. In that episode, I talked at length about the issue of mindset. We talked about what it is from a biblical perspective. We even went into depth about how the human soul created in the image of God is designed and how this domino effect happens in our soul from belief to thoughts to feelings to actions. 
And the truth that belief really is in the driver's seat. Belief is what drives us in every action that comes out in our lives. And this young man's story that I just told you about and his comment that he had to get out of the place he was in just emphasized to me that he intuitively knows that his environment and the people around him are impacting his ability to change the way he believes, to change the way he lives, which flows out of his beliefs. He has this desire to make a change, but he doesn't even know where to start. And the environment he's in has him trapped in a place where that change is likely not going to happen. And he intuitively knew he's got to make a change, first of all, in his surroundings, in the things that are influencing him, if there's any hope of a change happening. Today, I wanted to approach that issue coming from the standpoint of two different things. One is a passage from Scripture. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. That's the idea we're going for here, is that the people around you are able to sharpen you, to make you better, to help you get your mindset and your life moving in a better direction than perhaps it has been in in the past. And this doesn't have to be a situation where you hear me describing this young man's situation. You say, well, I'm not in that situation, so I'm doing great. Eh, Don't go there. This is not an issue of comparison. This is an issue of moving to a better place, a higher place from wherever you are right now. So if you're in a good place, if your mindset is fairly healthy, there is always room for improvement. We're in a process that the Bible calls sanctification. It's a process of becoming more and more like Jesus. And if we are going to live our faith in an authentic way, we've got to be growing in it every day. We've got to be raising the bar on where we are in our personal growth. And part of that is raising the bar on who we hang out with, on who we allow to influence us and have input and influence in our lives. There's no better way to say it than that. There's another direction I want to come from with approaching this that is basically saying the same thing as Proverbs 27, 17, but it's from a business guru, if you want to call him guru. He's he's considered a business philosopher, so to speak. His name is Jim Rohn. His last name is R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn. You can find him at jimrohn.com and that link will be in the resources section of the show notes for this episode at livebuildchange.com slash 29. And you can also find those show notes in the description on your app. If you just swipe right or left or whatever, however you find the description on your player app, the description and that link will be there. But Jim Rohn says it this way. He says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. (laughs) Think about that. That's often quoted in entrepreneurial circles because it's so true. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the point Jim's making when he says that, which I believe is also the point that Solomon is making in Proverbs 27, is that you have a choice about who you spend the most time with. You have a choice about who those people are going to be who are around you and are influencing you in the way you think, in the way you approach life, in the beliefs that you embrace, in the beliefs that you reject. You have a choice. 
And in fact, it is your responsibility. As Romans 12, 1 and 2 states that we looked at in the last episode of the podcast, episode 28, we are responsible for renewing our minds, for changing our beliefs into better, more truth-oriented, positive beliefs. That's our responsibility. And to the degree that our beliefs are impacted by the people around us, that means we are responsible for addressing in very practical ways who it is we allow to be the influences in our lives. Now, you may immediately see that this opens a big can of worms in some cases, because some of us are in situations that we practically cannot change right now. I mean, for example, if you are married to a person who is a pessimist, who is negative all the time, who is always criticizing and berating and dragging you down with the the abuse verbally that you receive, short of a divorce, there's really not much you can do about that. And I would not advocate divorce even in that situation because marriage has a bigger purpose to it than your happiness and your comfort. In fact, God is using that situation to refine you into the image of his son. And it's your responsibility to cooperate with God in that and to work with him as a co-laborer in your own sanctification through that circumstance that he's ordained you to be in. Now, I know there are situations where that has to be changed and divorce is an option and all of that. I'm not getting into the theology of a biblical divorce right now. I'm just using it as an illustration to say you may be in a circumstance at times where it's very difficult for you to change the influences that are around you. But I'm going to suggest that you can minimize their impact by developing a stronger mindset yourself, by making the commitments that say, I am not going to accept those words of condemnation because scripture says there's no condemnation for me because I am in Christ Jesus. You see what you're doing there. You're taking truth and you're applying it to the things that are attempting to influence you, those negative words that are being said to you. You see, you have to fight the battle and make no mistake. It is a battle. It is excruciatingly hard. It is unrelenting. It is something you have to engage in day after day after day, and it can become very wearisome and hard. Nevertheless, it's the battle we are called to as Christ followers, because even if you're not in that situation that I just described, that sounds so difficult, you are immersed in a culture that is essentially doing the same thing to you every day. It is telling you, you can't achieve, you can't accomplish, you can't do this, you can't do that, that you're bad because of your faith, you're bad because of your beliefs, that you are intolerant and all the things our culture throws at us as believers in Christ. Those things are happening and it is a battle to keep your mindset on track. So I hope that you see that the impacts of bad company, so to speak, or bad influences around you is staggering. I mean, the discouragement that comes, the reinforcements of negative patterns that you're already trying to break and trying to notice just continues when you're in that situation. The pessimism and lack of faith that occurs that tends to seep into your soul as a result, those can all be a literal trap that you can't get out of and makes changing, growing as an individual in Christ almost impossible. And so you have got to take Proverbs 27, 17 very seriously. As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. You need to surround yourself with people 
who can influence you in the direction that you want to go. Like Jim Rohn says, you want to put people around you that will impact who you become. And if those five people around you, I don't know why I picked the number five, but it seems like a reasonable number to me. If those five people around you who have the most influence in your life are intentionally people who are at a higher level of growth than you, you're naturally going to grow from their influence. That's called discipleship. That's called mentoring. It's called coaching in the modern day. It is putting yourself in the company of people who by their very presence and example will demonstrate to you what the life you're seeking looks like. So let's talk about how to do that. How do you go about surrounding yourself with the people who will influence you and help you build that mindset of confidence, competence in the Lord that you really want to have? Well, the first step, I would say, is to find the right people. Find the right people. And it's not that hard, but at the same time, it takes some work. You need to, first of all, look for someone whose life demonstrates an integrated, strong faith. In other words, someone who walks their talk. You know, I have known people throughout my life, and this is not casting stones. It's just the reality of what's out there. I've known people in my life who talk a really good spiritual sounding talk. Yet in their own life, I see glaring inconsistencies. And it's not that I'm looking for things to be critical about. It's just that they're there. And I don't know if the person is self-deceived and thinks that they really are living this solid, integrated, faithful, impacting Christian life. Or if they know those discrepancies are there and they're just struggling, they're battling, and they haven't determined in their own mind, in their own mindset, that they are going to live, as Christ says they are, more than a conqueror over those things. I don't know which the case is, but the point is this. When you see a person who talks a good spiritual talk or a good mature sounding talk, don't allow the talk to convince you that the walk doesn't matter. It matters tremendously because what you will get from that person is not what they say. You will get what is the result of their life if you make them a person of influence in your life. So be careful in that. You want to see someone who has a life that is integrated, meaning their faith impacts the way that they live. And you want to assess what you hear from them biblically. And you're going to have to work at that. You're going to have to know the scripture yourself. And I know right now you could be feeling like, oh man, this is going to take so much time. I don't know the scripture well, and it's confusing to me and it's hard. Hey, don't look too far down the path. Don't let yourself get discouraged by the amount of work that you perceive it's going to be. Just get started. And the place to get started in that case might be you need to figure out a way to have daily time with the Lord yourself so that you can begin to know his word. And you can do that in small little bite-sized chunks. I would encourage you, if you're not doing it already, listen to the morning mindset edition of this podcast. It's right here in the same podcast feed. Every morning, I'm publishing five-minute morning mindsets based on scripture to help you know the scripture, understand how to apply it to your life, and get your mindset on track. That's a great example 
of how you can start on that journey now. But back to the point, you need to assess what you hear from the people you're considering as influences from a biblical perspective, and that is going to take some work on your part. Okay, the next thing I would suggest as you're looking for these people who would be the influences in your life that would help you raise the bar on where you are in your faith and in the life you're living is to soak the decision in prayer. I believe God has these people picked out for you. He places members of his body, of his family, in the path of others in his body, in his family, so that those relationships and connections can be made. So pray about this. Soak it in prayer. Let the Lord guide you through your prayer as you're assessing the people around you, as you're looking for those mentors. Ask God specifically to send you the kind of person that you want and the type of person that you think you need. Ask him, soak it in prayer, because this is a very important thing. I mean, let's look at it for what it is. You are choosing who you are going to allow to influence you, right? I mean, that's a huge decision. That's a huge thing you're asking God for. So it deserves the seriousness of concerted prayer and effort in prayer to discern who it is that God would have you have as an influence in your life. The last thing I would say is you you start figuring out how to find those right people is to beware of the allure of personality and charisma. Look deeper. There's a lot of people out there, especially in the personal development and entrepreneurial space who have very winsome personalities. They have very powerful ways of speaking and they can convince you very easily that, man, they are the thing. They are the one who has it down. This is definitely the person you want to listen to. But let me caution you. While those people may be the actual influence you're looking for, they may be a solid, believing, integrated faith kind of a person that you're looking for. Many times they are not. And I don't say that again with the spirit of criticism. I say it with what I believe is a spirit-given sense of discernment. You need to be aware of the allure of personality and charisma and look deeper. You need to look at the example of their life. You need to also examine what it is they're saying and does it sync up with biblical truth. There's a lot of garbage out there that's being spouted as truth, even from, believe it or not, pastors. There are pastors out there I would not recommend you follow simply because their teaching, their doctrine, their beliefs are just garbage, biblically speaking. If you want to know some of the people I would caution you away from, I'm not going to place it on this audio right here, but you can email me, carrie at livebuildchange.com, and I'd be happy to start that conversation with you. But the point is this, beware of the allure of personality and charisma and look deeper as you're looking for these people who are going to be the influences that help you raise the bar on your own mindset and way forward so that you can make the most out of your life. Now, here's some different sorts of tips I want to give you about the practical side of this. Let's say you have found the people that you want to surround yourself with, but you don't really know how to go about actually surrounding yourself with them. How do you do that? Well, the first tip I would give you is this. Don't worry about making it official. I mean, I think the mistake a lot of people make is they'll approach someone and say, hey, would you disciple me? Or, hey, would you mentor me? Or, hey, I would love to hang out and learn from you. I mean, those things are fine and they work sometimes, but, but I think sometimes it's getting the cart before the horse. I mean, when you approach a person and say, hey, would you mentor me? 
I mean, that is a loaded question. It's a loaded request because they don't know what you mean by that. You don't really know what you mean by that. It sounds overwhelming. I mean, don't even go there. Don't put that responsibility on them or that expectation on them. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Instead, just put yourself in their path. Okay. Put yourself in their sphere of influence, whether that's on social media or that's in person at church or in men's groups or wherever you might find them in a Bible study at church. If you're a woman at a, in a women's Bible study and start doing two things when you're around them. First of all, add value to them. I mean, forget about yourself and start adding value to them. You do that by asking questions like, how can you help them? And you may think, well, they're the mentor. How can I help them? You can help them if it's only through the simple things like encouragement. Or maybe there's people you know who are adept at or interested in the things that they do in life or the things they're interested in. You can make introductions. You can draw on your experience with the other person to relate to them and to to encourage them in what they're doing. I mean, you have to get creative, but there are all kinds of ways that you can add value to this person. And that's what you want to do, first of all, because what that does is that puts you on their radar in a unique way. You're giving, you're not taking. You're becoming someone they begin to value. And that's really the point. You want them to value you, to see you as an important part of their life because of what you're contributing to them. And what is that called? That's called love. That's called building up one another in the body of Christ. That's called spurring one another on toward love and good deeds. You're doing what the Bible instructs so that they can benefit from the love you're giving them and so that you can eventually benefit from what you glean from them. But that takes me to the second part of what you should do as you put yourself in their path. And that is glean everything you can from them while you're around them. Now, I'm using the term glean there very specifically. That's an agricultural term. Gleaning is like harvesting. It's like taking the seeds out of the crop. You're taking the grain out of the wheat, so to speak, and you're getting rid of the chaff, the stalk, all the things that are unusable. You're doing the work of discerning what that is. So you'll be around these people and you'll hear them say things and you've got to work hard at gleaning wisdom, insights, mindsets, beliefs they have. You may ask questions when you're in their company and ask them, why do you believe that? Or how did you come to believe that? Or tell me how that has served you in the past. I mean, you get where I'm going with this. You just make yourself a sponge and you start soaking up what they have to offer just in the way they live life and in the things they share and in the contributions they are making. And I'm assuming they are making contributions because if they're a person who's a level or two up from you in terms of growth and in terms of accomplishment and achievement in life with God's purpose being manifested in their life, you are probably around a person who is contributing. So glean everything you can from them as they contribute. Don't worry about making it official. Just put yourself in their path and do those two things. Add value and glean everything you can from them. Next, make sure you stay in student mode. That means all the time you're around these people, remain humble, remain teachable, be hungry, be curious, curious enough to ask questions and make them 
insightful questions, not just, you know, spoon fed kind of questions where you're just asking them to give you the easy stuff. Ask them the hard questions. Like, how did you learn that? How did you come to see that as important? Uh, What's the best advice you've ever been given and how have you applied it? I mean, things like that. Ask questions that show them that you're hungry because people of influence, people who have actually done the work to move their own life forward and get their mindset right and accomplish things really do want to help others do the same thing because they are positively oriented people and they love seeing other people have the light go on and grow in their own life. And so if you can do that, if you can put yourself on their radar in a way by being humble, by being teachable, by being hungry, by being curious, you will kind of turn the tide in their interest in you to where they begin offering helpful things to you. Another thing I would say to you is remember, this is a faithful mindset issue. It goes back to episode 28. This is an issue of your mindset. You've got to be practicing these things out of the belief that God wants you to grow into the image of Christ, that he wants you to be more than you are now. You're doing that actively in these steps. You're not being passive. You're not sitting back waiting for God to do it. You are cooperating with God by becoming part of the means he's going to use to make these things true in your own life. You know, I have a friend who has often said, you can sit on your bed naked all day long waiting for God to dress you. and He's not going to do it. I mean, the point is, yes, God wants to bless us. God is making things available to enrich our lives and to grow us into the image of Christ. But we have to take part in it. We have to choose to be the tool that he's going to use 95% of the time. He uses our faithful, here's the word, obedience that's based on belief that what he says in his desire to help us is actually true. We're essentially taking him at his word and acting on it. And you're doing that as you intentionally surround yourself with people who can be the kind of influence on you that you really need. And I want to finally just remind you As you're doing this, what is at stake? Can you answer that question? What is at stake as you work towards surrounding yourself with people who would be the kind of influence on your life that you really want to have and that God wants to have in your life? What's at stake? It's your life's impact. It's your life being lived out God's way, the way that he has in mind for you. And that's the very best life you could live. As you think about who it is that's around you? Who is the iron that is sharpening you? You may find there is no iron sharpening me. Right now, I'm just in that pit of quicksand we talked about earlier. I'm being dragged down. And if that's the case, I want to encourage you, first of all, to steal your will, to resolve in your mind, I am, with God's help, going to change this situation. I'm going to get myself in an environment where I can have a healthier opportunity to grow and become who I need to be. You need to also think through who are the five people that are around me to use Jim Rohn's approach. Who are the five people around me that I spend the most time with who are influencing me the most? And assess, are those the kind of people you want around you? Are those the kind of people who should be around you to move you where you know God wants you to go? If not, you may have to just quietly and carefully remove yourself from the constant influence of those people and intentionally surround yourself with others like we talked about in this episode. It's not an easy thing to do. 
If you want easy, you might as well unsubscribe from this podcast right now because easy is not a part of life. And I am about talking about the reality of the life God has given us and the way we're to live it out. We've got to face it head on. We've got to take it as it is and live life in the reality of faith in Christ and how that fuels us forward to live our faith, to potentially build a business, and to change our world. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Live, Build, Change. I so appreciate it. And if you are finding value in these episodes, there is one very important way you could help me out. And that is by passing these episodes along to one person or two people that you know would benefit from what you're hearing here on the episodes. You can do that by swiping right or left on the app that you're using to listen to this episode. Or if you're on iTunes or on the website, there are sharing buttons there where you can share this episode directly with someone via email or text. And please include a personal note because it makes so much more difference when someone hears from someone they know and hears the recommendation of why the episode would be beneficial. You can make a difference in the lives of others by helping them find out more about Live, Build, Change. Thanks so much.